hello, good evening, and welcome. I'm Simon Bestwick. And I'm Gemma Files, and this, of course, is No Ooh, darkness, darkness, But Ours. But Ours. And tonight, in fact, we are going to a very dark place. In fact, we'll open a little quotation here from John Connolly's The Killing Kind, which absolutely sums up, uh, I think, where we're at. This is a honeycomb world. Tides a hollow heart. The truth of nature, wrote the philosopher Democritus, lies in deep mines and caves. The stability of what is seen and felt beneath our feet is an illusion, but this life is not as it seems. Below the surface, there are cracks and fissures and pockets of stale trapped air, stalagmites and helictites, and unmapped dark rivers that flow ever downward. It is a place of caverns and stone waterfalls. A, land, a labyrinth of crystal tumours and frozen columns, where history becomes future, then becomes now. For, in total blackness, time has no meaning. This is a honeycomb world. You must be careful where you step, and you must be ready for what you might find. Yes. And yeah. so what we're talking about is underground horror. Um, yeah what some people might call chthonic horror. Um, yeah. And uh, one thing that my husband pointed out to me before uh, before I finished writing down a bunch of things um, was that the actual definition of cave is a, <laughs> a hole in the earth large enough for a person to enter. <laughs> so yeah. to some degree, um, you know, it when we say the pleasure of a hole is uh, that it, that you can crawl into it, um, you know, we're referencing essentially the fact that all caves uh, are like the mouth of the grave, and they're also kind of like the vagina, uh, the the Earth's yeah. vagina, um, and there's this there's this um, kind of sense that when we like something very very um, archetypical. Uh, and very, very old in us yes. that drives us to want to go inside a cave. And why? Why does that make sense? I don't know. We want to go as far away as we can from natural light and then end up in a place where if you turn off your headlamp, there's nothing. <laughs> it's like going to outer space, except you're going to inner space. I mean, as Hayley Piper said when we interviewed her, you know, especially if you're, you know, we think if you think if when you think of society or civilization as a as a you know a shining beacon of light or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, that light can be pretty cruel if you're not some if you're somebody who doesn't quite fit the yes. norm. And the darkness can be a place of of safety and of healing. And I mean, it's one thing that um, I mean, there's lots and lots of different layers and levels to the whole motif but I mean one of the things surely about it is it's a place it's a place of retreat it can be a place of retreat and it can yeah. be a place of sanctuary but a sanctuary that that comes at a price and changes you um one uh, story that springs to mind is uh Robert E Howard's Worms of the Earth mm. which like Macken's the novel of the Black Seal has this idea that the um the that the sort of the legends of the the, the fairy or of the of the, the, the elves, goblins, trolls, whatever, these are all rooted in some older 
you know, people perhaps pre-human or perhaps an earlier form of human who 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 retreated, who who, who found a place to hide away from us. Who in in the phrase they used in uh, in Howard's story, who have drawn apart, yeah, and as a result, they have become something less than or other than human. Yeah, yeah, um, and you know, I mean, the two. The two things that always come to my mind when I think about um, underground horror are, of course, Neil Marshall's brilliant the descent. The descent. Yes. But when I first went to see The Descent, I, in the back of my mind, I thought, oh, is this based on Jeff Long's novel, The Descent? Oh, yes. Yes, you mentioned <laughs> it. The, it's the, totally the... not. <laughs> totally <laughs> not. Um, the only, you know, the only, uh, the only thing they have in common is that, yes, these caves this system of caverns this system of tunnels this abyss that uh the main characters enter into in both cases um is inhabited already by people who have adapted to that world you know, yeah who are uh you know eyeless and odd and um feral and uh i mean i i in in jeff long's case uh there is a real sense that you know and we'll get into this in a second um that these people who he calls the hadles um because of hades i guess uh yeah homo hedalis <laughs> <laughs> yeah um that these people are uh what sparked the idea that under the earth is hell that yeah. under the earth is uh, a system of caves that if you go down far enough you find people who just want to take you apart and for for no you know for no hugely interesting reason other than they can <laughs> Yeah. But also, um, you know, the the further you get into exploring that world with uh, with Long, and this is like a big, it's a big novel. Um, you know, it's it's wow. large. Um, there is this real sense that the Hadels, um, the Hadels break people down to make them something else. And there are, in fact, people who have chosen to join the Hadels and who are, are you know, surface humans who have become yeah. Hadels. And, um, you know, this this system of uh, what we would what we would definitely call torture, you know, and deconstruction, bodily deconstruction, <laughs> um, uh, not just not just uh, bodily deconstruction, but also the Hadels uh, appear to be somewhat telepathic okay. so mental deconstruction as well um is to adapt you to a different world um, yeah yeah that theme of adaptation but is that a kind of an adaptation at the end of which can you even still be called a human being yes there's exactly a, there's a junji ito comic um there's like where there are like these these weirdly distorted human shapes uh holes in a in a wall and then got some uh, the the enigma of amagara fault that's right yes and at the other end is like oh there's a hole it's shaped exactly like me and the person just fits into it of course by the time they come out right. this been... is my hole it was made yeah. for me ah you know and again that um that 
absolute draw, you know, of, yeah. well, it's, if, if it's shaped for me, I have to go into it. <laughs> you know? um, and it's another cathonic one, actually. There's a place in, uh, have you ever heard of a place called Hradhuska or Castlehuska? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and supposedly it's built, it was built over a, a pit that led down and things came out of it and attacked people. Yes. Um, and allegedly it's it's constructed with the, the battlements facing inwards uh, because it's not built to keep someone out. It's built to keep something in. And I, I do wonder if this is maybe, if, if, if F. Paul Wilson ever heard about this and if this is like a partial inspiration. I, I wonder I wonder if he did. Um, it's also uh, a big influence on one of my favorite big dumb films, uh, The Cave. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. Hmm. Yeah, and, you know, so it begins with these people uh, discovering this lid over a hole, and um, uh, and it has, uh, on the lid and around the lid, it has very obvious um, warnings, and essentially it's like, here's a bas-relief of, you know, Templars going down into the hole and fighting with, you know, flying demon kind of things. And it's like, you know, yeah, don't don't go down there. That's not a good idea. Don't do that. It's so really not. Yeah. And, um, you know, however, immediately um, the guys who are looking at it decide, oh, what the fuck? You know, blow up the uh, <laughs> blow the lid off, literally. And descend. We've always wanted to win a Darwin Award. That's uh... yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> let's let's descend into the depths. I'm I'm sure we might be able to find I don't know minerals, jewels, something like or, that. Or we just want to find out what the hell's down there because we're yes, you know, exactly. Just... And and so you know, and then we we go to yeah, and and inevitably, of course, uh, then people have to come and try to rescue them, and it's uh, a whole team of cave divers. Um, <laughs> and rescue experts and uh and long story short they discover that if you go down there you might get something which will adapt you to the cave (laughs) Um, anyway it's uh you know it's like i said it's big dumb fun it's uh lena hetty's in it uh which is always nice always always good yeah um i mean you know i i'm sorry uh just to flip back a, a moment what it is absolutely built around is the idea that under the earth is the realm of the dead. Under the earth are people who don't like you. Under the earth is hell, you know? And there is this real feeling um, in most, you know, in most pagan systems, under the earth is hell. This is the Devil's Atlas um, by Edward Brooke Hitching. And which is an explorer's guide to heavens, hells, and afterworlds. Oh, cool! Yeah, and, it and every, so many cultures, almost every culture, has a myth of the catabasis of somebody descending into that yes. place, like the Orpheus myth or whatever. Always for, for some good reason, but it kind of goes to I mean something that we talk about a lot here, which yes. is the thing of crossing a boundary of people stepping over the threshold into some place where they really shouldn't be. I mean, I did the yes. descent. I mean, that is true on a literal physical level. It's made pretty clear this is not a place where people really are supposed to be. That's why it fucks your head up. 
That's why yeah. you hallucinate, you get disoriented. There are all sorts of psychological impacts to being deep underground. underground. Yeah, and because you you lose your sense of what's up and what's down. Um, yeah. All the things that you're used to navigating by above the surface um, are no longer there anymore. Um, you know, you go down far enough um, and you <laughs> encounter fluctuations of the magnetic field and, you know, uh, it's, yeah, all sorts of, all sorts of stuff. Um, you don't, you go down far enough and everything turns to lava, you know, rock yeah. literally loses its shape um, and you become consumed by the heat coming out from the inside of the earth. And what does that sound like? That sounds like hell. Hell, yeah, exactly. There's all that stuff. And yet at the same time, there's the draw to these places as partly, sometimes partly as a kind of refuge, but also there is that curiosity. I mean, that, again, something that so much of horror is about. It's yeah. about those impulses in us, which may not be socially responsible, socially acceptable, or may not even be conducive to our own personal survival. But even so remain you know very very powerful drivers within us that um i i think there is this real feeling that um and you know and you certainly see this in the construction of some uh neolithic mesolithic um prehistoric sites uh fugus um you know chamber tombs um there is this real feeling oh uh, yeah and also in the mystery religions um there is this real feeling that uh you go down and you move through and when you come up again you will be different yeah it is a ritual thing it is it's like a dare <laughs> with the you know with the help of the gods you will pitch yourself against this place that is antithetical to human life and with the help of the gods, you will either emerge again, reborn, um, having had your numinous experience, um, yeah. or you will not emerge again. There's a kind of, um, and there's a kind of, you know, I'm sure Freud would have a field day with this imagery as well, that kind of descending into, uh, you know, descending into the id, uh, into all the, into all your kind of unacknowledged and uh, perhaps unacknowledgeable um desires of you but emerging from that with a fuller knowledge of mm -hmm. recognition of who you are and all the dark shit that goes on under the under the surface down in the, the depth yes of yeah down thing. down in the sediment i mean one of the most fascinating um discoveries uh archaeologically of the last little while um and i think this was like five years ago um they discovered a system of caves um in uh in central america um where that they believe uh provided the blueprint for the idea of shibalba the, the mayan, mayan hell the my well the mayan underworld. underworld and again you know it's like yes it's the land of the dead yes it's hell there's a bunch of awful stuff down there and yet everything and yet um Everything also grows up from there. And Shibalba is kind of interesting because it's not only under the ground, but it's also under the water. Okay. Um, and there is uh, there's a there's a myth about 
um, the hero twins going down to where one death and two death um, sit in judgment. Uh, and um, basically challenging the lords of death to a <laughs> to a, a ball court um, mashdown. And oh, one what? of the, yeah, uh, you, you know there that there was a there was a a type of a game played with balls that right. uh, sort of worked as a uh, as a sacrificial counting in thing. So um, just when you say it's a game played with balls and you're sacrificial. You're not. Are, yes. we, are we talking like ritual castration kind of thing? No, 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 no. no. Like a, like actual balls. <laughs> Actual balls, probably they're probably made of rubber actually because you know they could refine stuff from rubber plant anyway. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> so groups of uh groups of Mayan youth would play against each other, and whoever won would get sacrificed. <laughs> it doesn't really sound like a great incentive to, 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 to win, does it? Uh, you know, but it, then again, um, the Mexica also felt that it was a really great wonderful thing to be you know that's why that's yeah. why they had the war the wars of, of the flowers um if they couldn't find people to war against so that they could take uh prisoners who would then be sacrificed they would war against themselves bloody hell yeah is it like the sort of the green and purple drasi thing in babylon 5 you know sort of like okay <laughs> you take if you if you pull this color out you're on that side if you pull that color out on the other one then you just fight until you know. yeah basically and um and you know whoever wins gets sacrificed and it's like yay <laughs> because you know blood blood powers the world engine anyway yeah, it's um, yeah, you gotta you gotta do it man you know it's like if if you don't feed the world engine blood, then it stops, and nobody wants that. Anyway, yeah. so um, so the hero twins go down into uh, the court of death, the sunken ball court, and um, challenge uh, the lords of death to a ball game, and uh, <laughs> and they lose, um, and uh, their heads. Uh, are cut off and stuck on a calabash tree. Um, and then the beautiful daughter of the Lord of Death, uh, one of the Lords of Death, uh, comes and um, is harvesting calabashes from the tree. And the skulls talk to her. And one of them spits spits into her mouth as she kisses it, as I recall. And then his seed goes down inside of her and um, she becomes pregnant and she gives birth to him again. Right. At which point he's able to, he's able to collect bones from, he, he has, you know, he, that's his victory. So he's able to collect collect bones in the world of the dead and bring them up to the surface and then make new human beings. Wow. So death That's... can be overborne. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Anyway, I mean... So so they found this system of caves, some of which are flooded, um, that go down very far and then they come back up. And 
as far as they can tell, this is probably the, the model for Shibalba, for the idea of Shibalba. And um, it's entirely possible that there was a ritual in which priests would lead people down through Shibalba. Um, maybe perhaps performing rituals, maybe sacrifices, who knows, at various steps throughout the, uh, you know, throughout the journey and then lead them back up. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, so this, this Orphic journey, you know, the idea of like, I go down into the land of the dead to try and get somebody back. I go down into the, la the land of the dead to treat with the Lord's of death with the lady of death you know um did you know that persephone predates uh hades in some oh. structures yeah um you know uh, the the system where you know and 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 you find this in a lot of you find this in a lot of um pagan religions it's it's sort of like an overlay of male gods on top of a much older female god yeah you know so you that's know the, the like the old sow who births her pharaoh uh, who who eats her pharaoh who you know gives birth to the world and then eats it again you know the earth and the under earth are usually female and death is about the under earth death is about you know yeah very much so yeah and another thing about and because another thing about the sort of the under Underground, it, 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 as it, it goes back to that, uh, a place like the um, uh, Castle Huskaren, mm -hmm. it's a place. It's not just a place from which into which you go and things happen. It's also a place from which chaos can erupt. That's right. Chaos it's erupts chaos from the whole. Even on a, on, a, on a very secular level. Um, I mean, there's all sorts of reasons, for example, why James Herbert in his heyday managed to write some very effective, wrote horror novels that really hit hit the nerve for mm -hmm. people. And uh, I mean, the rats out of all those kind of 70s creature feature type things uh, is the one that, you know, I think was often often imitated, but never duplicated. Because there is a phobia um, of rats for a lot of things, but also they're coming out from they're coming out from the sewers. They're coming out from the underground tunnels. There, yeah, yeah. And in the third novel, Domain, which is the one that absolutely fucking terrified me because it's set in the aftermath of a nuclear attack, uh, which is a whole nightmare in oh itself. Oh God! But yes. The great bulk of that story happens underground. Yes. Um, the people who survived the initial attack are lucky enough to find an underground government bunker. Mm. Um, now they, they do venture out through the through the tunnels and back to the surface to see what's left of of, of London, which isn't a, which is isn't a pretty sight. No. Um, obviously, they get back down there only to find the rats kind of end up breaking into the breaking into the tunnel, the mm -hmm. other, into the, the the bunker, and they get driven out back to the surface, and then they're trying to find the big the big government command bunker, you know, in the middle of London, uh, only to find, of course, that the rats have swarmed in there and killed. I mean, of course, the killer rats are almost like the light relief in the aftermath of the kind of the nuclear, the nuclear holocaust. But and and it's very much the horror is very much secular. The the rats are are you know are, are monstrous, but they're not supernatural in origin. They're a mutation created by yeah. 
atomic testing and in this and it kind of the wheel comes has come full circle now um so all the horror in it is is secular it's it's it's, it's one way or another it's very largely man-made yeah even, even the rats are the result of us monkeying around with shit but again it's this pattern of it's you know it's underground and that is their domain that is their that is it's, their uh, it's an interesting thing when you think about it because um on some level, we understand that there's infrastructure underneath everything, you know. Yes. Um, and a lot of that infrastructure is man-made if you yeah. live in a city. Um, and yet you are not really aware of what's going on inside your walls. You know, you are not really aware of what you will find if you take everything down to the studs. You are not really aware of, you know, um, what's underneath your feet because there's a lot of stuff. That could be lost there's a lot of stuff that you know could be forgotten and you know which brings us back to the honeycomb world and you can hear the second part of our discussion of underground horror at the same time next week no darkness but ours is made possible through generous donations from horror enthusiasts just like you if you'd like to support us you can sign up to our patreon and get access to exclusive content or you can make a one-off donation via ko-fi links in the description below if you enjoyed this episode please let us know in the comments share and subscribe and don't forget to hit the like button if you're watching us on youtube let us know as well if there's anything you'd really like to hear us talking about in the future and we'll be back with more at the same time next week uh, as ever i have been simon bestwick and i remain gemma files and this and remains no darkness, darkness. but hearts. <laughs>